Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and as ever I'm joined by Greg Brown for a look ahead to the Scottish fixtures this weekend. How's it going Greg? Yeah, doing good thank you. Doing very well. Good and of course this podcast is just the appetiser this week because we're going to get stuck into the Belarus football this weekend. How excited are you? I must admit, I, I'm genuinely very, very excited. And I know you are, I know you're not lying because you've texted me about a dozen times with various <laughs> snippets of Belarusian football info, including a podcast that you've been listening to as well. Yeah, so the guys that run the Bell Pod, um, a podcast dedicated to the Premiership in Belarus. It's not from a betting angle, they record it purely for football reasons. Um, these guys started the Belarus last season, like a lot of us did. And they've just maintained this season, and they do a, a fortnightly podcast on the week's action. So, really useful. Had a good chat with Liam from the Bill Pod yesterday, and we'll get Liam on the pod next week. Um, some cracking insight already around essentially how some of the clubs have set up this year, the, the goings on behind the scenes with some, some of the teams, mm-hmm. and he'll have a good view of who he expects to to do well, to struggle, who strengthened, where the money's at. So, very, very good part of our armoury this year will be the Bell Pod. Absolutely, and we should probably point out to any new listeners that the reason that we are so focused on Belarus is that we returned to Belarus probably this time last year um, when football was pretty much shut down across everywhere else except Belarus and they sustained us for a good few months until football returned, didn't they? Well, yeah, they did. Um, We pretty much backed them right through until the season finished. Yeah. Um, the the stats go back from March right through to October. Um, and I think I had a look at the stats, um, I think, on Monday. And they definitely stack up, hence why I'm so excited to see it coming back. Yeah, so if you're out there listening, just uh, keep your eyes peeled for that one. That should be coming probably Thursday or Friday this week. Um, so definitely worth a listen to get up to speed on all things Belarus with Greg and uh, what he's gleaned from the guys at the, the Bell Pod podcast. So we'll look forward to that. But this is the Scottish Football Podcast and we've got the Scottish Cup weekend this weekend, Greg, and we're down to the last 16. Indeed it is. Um, not many glamorous ties. Obviously there's, there's one standout tie and that will be the St. Johnson v Clyde match. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Um, the standard ties, the Rangers-Celtic game on Sunday. But other than that, though, it's pretty much Premiership sides versus League 1 and League 2 sides. Not really much that jumps out. And you would fully expect, possibly, St. Mindy Inverness could be a shock, maybe. Obviously, mm-hmm. Inverness knocked out Ross County in the last round. But other than that, I'd be amazed if um, the remaining clubs didn't progress. Uh, yeah. All fairly, um, I would say, comfortable ties for them. Yeah, it looks like it. We'll come on to those in a minute. I was actually going to say that match of the weekend was possibly in League One, where Cove play Falkirk or League Two, where Edinburgh host Queen's Park. But again, we'll come on to them in due course. Uh, it's been quite a good week in Scotland for you, Greg. Supernat won last week. Thistle are your new favourite team. And people who follow you on the channel got what you reckon was probably bet of the season. Um, in terms of cards at Kilmarnock v Ross County last weekend? Yeah, it was a really attractive card last weekend. And the Super Nap was tipped really early last week on the Monday at 4-5, to five, and that's Queen's Park to beat Stenhouse Muir. That went off at 4-9. to nine. So really pleased to see the Super Nap land again. I think that's our fourth of the season. 
Yeah. We've had three winners and the money back, so performing really well. And we had a 15 to 8 nap in the form of Patrick Thistle, who I thought at 15 to 8 to score two goals at Peterhead was a terrific price. Uh, they won 3 0 and probably their best performance of the season so far, and that went off at 6 to 4. Um, but the one that really stood out on Saturday at half past two was I had sight of Unibet's prices for Kilmarnock v Ross County. And I'm not sure what's happened at Unibet, but a big thanks to them for the <laughs> fuck up, really. Um, they had Kilmarnock v Ross County, a six-point relegation battle, a team who have, what, two players who've got probably about 30 bookings between them this season, and that's not an, that's not an exaggeration. Uh, Powers and Dickers, sorry, Power and Vigers, um, to be booked in that match. Unibet were offering four to six for over two point five cards, and had I had the time, or it was other bookies, that would have been probably the bet of the season. And mm. um, there were nine to five for four or more cards, which again was incredible. So although there was no points associated to that, plenty of guys on Twitter and on the channel got involved. Yeah, and I think. Good two good examples there. I know we bang on every week about uh, joining your channel on uh, Telegram, but there's two good examples. One of getting the early price, so you got on Queen's Park at 45, it went off at 49. And then, you know, a late opportunity, you know, half an hour before kickoff, you've identified an opportunity and you shared it with the guys on, on the Telegram channel. So two really good adverts there for your, your private channel. Yeah, and I think finally on Sunday, I think we mentioned last week's podcast that Hibs were a decent price to get four corners at Ibrox and they did they got six mm-hmm. and they were 11 to 10 to hit four and they ended up hitting six at 11 to two so yeah all, all in all been a cracking weekend good let's hope we can continue that good form this weekend we're going to run through the eight Scottish Cup ties then we're going to dip into Championship League One and League Two for a few bets uh, that show some potential in there as well so this weekend we've got three games on Friday three games on Saturday and two games on Sunday in the Scottish Cup the draw for the next round of the Scottish Cup has already been made so teams know who they will play um, you know why they've done that that I presume they've done it. Off. Well, I presume they've done it because the fixture is next weekend. It's Scottish Cup week next week as well. Ah. So I guess they've wanted to give teams as much warning, I suppose, as possible um, in terms of who they're likely to play. So yeah, it's a it's an interesting dynamic. It's not one we're used to in the Scottish Cup, but I don't suppose it makes that much of a difference, to be honest, uh, given that fans aren't attending games anyway. So well, it does uh, for me because um, if we beat Clyde, we play either Celtic or Rangers. So I would have liked to have had that opportunity of hope. After being Clyde, that we might get a decent draw in the next round. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. Is it home? No, it's at, it's at Ibrox or Parkhead. Oh, is that? Sorry, I thought yeah. you were going to draw here somewhere <laughs> as well. Um, but yeah, I don't, as I say, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference to the games this weekend. But it does, that, that tie between Rangers and Celtic certainly opens up the draw for other teams. Um, maybe not St. Johnson, but other teams in the draw will certainly think they've got an excellent opportunity to get to semi-final and possibly a final this season. No, definitely. Um, I think most of the clubs have avoided um, tough games anyway in the, the Premiership. Obviously Aberdeen host Livingston, but other than that, yeah, one of the big boys knocked out and who knows on a one-off match. Yeah, indeed. Okay, let's quickly get through some of these then. So Friday night we've got St Mirren v Inverness. Uh, Inverness in pretty good forum. St Mirren 
well, they've been disappointed to finish in the bottom six, but they've already got to the cup semi-final this year. Um, how do you see this one going? I think it's a very tricky game, I must admit. Um, Inverness, the form team at the moment in the Championship. Um, St Mirren narrowly beaten 1-0 last weekend against Motherwell. Nothing to play for in the league, really. They're mm. safe from being involved in the relegation fight. So um, this is probably St Mirren's biggest game between now and the end of the season. And I think they would be bitterly disappointed if they never got through this match. Although I do think Inverness will pose a, a stern test. Yeah, um, I think St Mirren will, will win this one. I think because they've got nothing else to play for, I think this has probably been a, a fairly big focus for them. A chance to get to deep into the competition. They play either Kilmarnock or Montrose in the next round. You know, a tie, another tie that they would expect that they'd have a good chance of getting through, um, especially given Kilmarnock's position in the league, assuming they are the ones that go through. And that would be St Mirren into cup semi-finals in the same season, which would, would be tremendous, really. Um, I think St Mirren are in danger of finishing the season, though, full of hope. I'm not just saying this to wind up our friends <laughs> St Mirren, but if they were to lose this match, they've essentially bottled top six. They've lost in a cup semi against Livingston Oofed. in a match where they, again, had a good chance of winning. And again, if they get beat from Verness, they've then bottled a Scottish Cup run. Oofed. And they'll finish, what, seventh in the league? So... Uh, I think for St Mirren's season to be a successful season, they absolutely have to win this. But I, I think they, with you though. I think, I they, think will. they will. I think they will. Uh, St Mirren are eight to thirteen here. Inverness are four to one. I dare say there'll be a few people quite fancy Inverness given the form that they've been in. Uh, actually, been really good. They won at Ross County quite well in the last round in the Highland Derby, and they've now won what six of their last seven. Yeah, four to one's a bit tasty. I think St Mirren are a bit short, to be fair. Mm. At eight to thirteen, the um, Ross County match. I think Ross County evens, and I know St Mirren are having a much better season than Ross County are. Yeah, that's but a good point. Yeah, he's yeah. a bit short. Yeah, yeah, fair point. Okay, I think uh, yeah, I think we're both edging towards St Mirren, but not at that price. No, definitely not. Also on Friday night, we've got Motherwell v Morton. Uh, Motherwell seem to be hitting. Decent form, uh, only one defeat in their last five, and it's been long overdue for a Motherwell side that's underperformed this season. Yeah, we've been very critical of Motherwell this season, and I think rightly so, mm-hmm. especially after last season. Um, I still think they've got a very decent squad, Motherwell. Um, got some very talented players, but for whatever reason, it just hasn't happened. But as you say, they're in good, in good fettle for this match, and it'd be a big, big surprise if they didn't see off Morton at home. Yeah, I don't think really there's much to add to that more than no, uh, sorry. Mother were nine to twenty. Um and you quite fancy them as one leg of a double this weekend. Yeah, looking through the, the games, obviously lots of very, very short prices uh, on offer from the premiership teams. Mm-hmm. But I must admit the nine to twenty, um, just actually below one to two looks pretty fair to be fair. I'm quite happy with that. And Morton, they've got bigger fish to fry in terms of um, remaining in league in the championship, so I'm fully expecting Motherwell again. Their season's pretty much over, um, pretty much guaranteed safety now, and this should be uh, a routine win, providing they turn up. Yeah, I think so. Don't uh, don't have any disagreement with that. Um, the other game on Friday night sees them United travel to Station Park in a game that's live on BBC Scotland for far at ten to one. Um, I'll give you 41 <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> Dundee United 1-4 I just thought 10-1 was a bit 
miserable, to be honest, given the disparity between the two sides. Yeah, I totally agree. They should be 20 to 1 uh, for her. Um, Stuart Malcolm left the club last week. Um, I think they then got, what was their score last weekend? 4 for, four for score last weekend. Uh, 4 for lost uh, 3 1 to Airdrie. Yeah, so nothing's really improved since then. They've not won many games and they look pretty much doomed, I would say. Mm. I'd fully expect them to be playing League Two football next season. Um, they could probably do without this game, to be fair. Whereas Dungeon United, another good win last week against Hamilton. I think that's them uh, safe now, is it? Yeah, Dungeon United are very safe, yeah. Um, I think we said before, Mickey Mellon's done a good job in his first season with United. Um, and I think United can be fairly chuffed with how the season's gone. Just missed out in top six by a few points, but they should win this comfortably. Yeah, um, and the winners of this tie play either Aberdeen or Livingston away. So again, another good opportunity for Dundee United um, to get to a cup semi-final, which would be, you know, a, certainly a tick in the box for Mickey Mellon in his first season in charge. No, definitely, and it'll open up. Um, they'll see off this tie, and they'll definitely fancy their chances in the the quarterfinals. Yeah. Okay, on to Saturday, we've got Kilmarnock. Uh, again, a very short price at one to four against League One Montrose, who are ninety-one. Uh, Kelly uh, probably got more important things to worry about than a than a Scottish Cup run. Uh, find themselves second bottom, just a point above Hamilton. Uh, they will have been disappointed with their draw against Ross County last weekend, probably. Yeah, I would say so. Especially taking the lead twice, they started the match off really, really well. Uh, a goal in the first what two minutes, I think it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did again, didn't he? Yeah, straight away after it. Um, that would have been a massive three points for Kelly. Mm. I still think at the moment they're in a good place in terms of probably seeing off Hamilton and Ross County's efforts to bring them back into those bottom two spots. But although Kelly have got bigger fish to fry, so do Montrose. And I think interestingly as well, Montrose play tomorrow night. So Thursday night, Montrose are away at Partick Thistle. Mm-hmm. And Montrose are obviously looking to get into the playoffs. So, um, not much respite. And to add into the mix as well, this match has been played at 11.45 on Saturday morning. So, yeah, yeah. So not, not a lot much of recovery, recovery time. time for no. Montrose players who have played loads of games anyway. Um, but far from ideal preparation, playing Thursday night. And again, I would imagine that Thursday night, probably doing a lot of defending. Uh, Thistle doing well at the moment be a really tough game for them at Firhill on Thursday and they've then got to play against Achilles side who've had a week's rest are full time and head and shoulders above Montrose in terms of quality I would say although Montrose have had a very good season they've done a very very good job at um, Montrose but I think this will be a step too far for them yeah, if you look at the fixtures, you know, Montrose are only three points behind Thistle on that league one table. So, of the two games, I would imagine that they're probably prioritising their trip to Farrell. Yeah, definitely. They'll make probably three or four changes for the game on Saturday. Um, it's a bonus game, really. They're not expected to win that match. Yeah, so should be a relatively straightforward win for Kilmarnock in that one. Uh, next up, we've got Aberdeen v Livingston. Aberdeen won their second game in a row. Ooh, uh, still, still only scored one goal. Uh, another clean sheet, mind you. Uh, Livingston, they went down 6-0 to Celtic uh, last weekend and didn't really turn up. You just about shading Aberdeen in this one? Oh, yeah, I think last weekend my words, quote for quote, was the St. Johnson v Aberdeen game 
will be a scabby 1-0 to someone. <laughs> and that's exactly how it panned out. I don't think it was a great game. Um, but for Aberdeen's perspective, another clean sheet. They finally scored a goal again and um, a much-needed win. I think that was Stephen Glass's first game in charge p- properly. Right. Um, it might even be this weekend, actually. But in terms of the match this weekend against Livy, I just find Aberdeen at home. Livingston away from home recently have been pretty poor. They got battered last week by Celtic. Stephen Glass's first home game in charge. Um, double chance market on Aberdeen is too good to miss. So they were 13-10 to 10 to win the match, Aberdeen, which for Aberdeen at home v Livy is probably the biggest Aberdeen have been against Livy at home. Yeah, didn't, we pick out, anyway. didn't we pick out some stats in this fixture where Aberdeen had a good record against Livy previously, up until this season, maybe? Yeah, I think uh, Livy won, was it 2-0 they won here recently? Uh, or, yeah, or, in season. I agree. Yeah, but they're now, they were 4-9, to nine, sorry, 2-5, to five, sorry, double chance. Now, given Aberdeen defensively have been very, very solid, they've mm. conceded in three of their last eight games, um, I would fancy Livingston are going to have to score twice here to win this or to get through. I can't see um, Aberdeen not getting at least a draw from, them, from this match. I think a 2-5 to five was, a, was a very, very good price. OK, so that's the second leg of the double. Yes, that double pays twenty one to twenty. Um I think that's widely available actually. And that's the, the first tip for the weekend. Yeah, so just another yeah. Yeah. Motherwell to win and Aberdeen double chance at twenty one to twenty with Bet three six five, is it? It is, yeah. And if you wanted to throw in Dungeon United, Kilmarnock and Hibs, um you could do that as well. Mm. I'm always a bit I'm always a bit dubious at this round in the Scottish Cup calendar every year because you've got four or five heavy, heavy favourites. It always looks like a very simple fivefold, but more often yeah, than there's not, always one. One of those teams are, there's going to be some sort of shock. To be fair, I can't see that happening this time. So if you want to back Motherwell, Dungeon United, Kilmarnock, Hibs and Aberdeen double chance, it pays just a shade below three to one. I see you're not throwing St Johnson into that fivefold. Oh, um yes <laughs> and then sorry it's a sixfold. <laughs> Uh, okay, so quickly move on to the St Johnson game there at home to Clyde. And we spoke last week about the, just the sheer volume of games that Clyde are playing at the moment, and it's not letting up at all for them this week either. No, it's not. I, I do feel really sorry for them. They, they're not alone in that all the clubs in League One and League Two are playing a ridiculous number of minutes, but Clyde especially have been hard hit, mostly because of their Scottish Cup involvement yeah. and obviously their league games every Saturday, Thursday to Tuesday. Um, they played Thistle all last night and went down 2-0. Again, it was 0-0 with about half an hour to go um, and Thistle ran out 2-0 winners, uh, which obviously I was very pleased about. <laughs> um, but this will be their sixth match in 12 days um, and they play again tomorrow night. So apologies, it'll be their 13th match, their, their seventh match in 14 days on Saturday. Um, they played in Barton tomorrow night in what you would classify as a real six-pointer um, in terms of their league safety. Yeah. So uh, you'd have to think, come Saturday, Clyde must be dead in their feet. They've done so well, though, in terms of the performances. They've picked up quite a few points. They went to Falkirk on Saturday and lost 2-1. No shame in that. And they've gone to Firhill and competed really well. 
um, and probably just got a bit tired towards the end of the match mm-hmm. and lost 2-0. So, St Johnston haven't played since last weekend, obviously, Premiership Club, League Cup winners and all that, top six as well. <laughs> um, I'll just throw that in. So, this should really be a comfortable 3-0 win for St Johnston. Oh, we're going for a great score as well, are we? Yeah, I'd at least I'd, I'd, I'd be disappointed there wasn't a three-goal deficit here. Okay. All right, moving on to Sunday, we've got Hibs trip to Stranra. Um Hibs at one to eight. Could they be the team to let down the six-goal Dakar? Please, I hope so. I really want to see Hibs <laughs> lose this match. <laughs> um, I must admit, I wouldn't fancy going to Stranra to play this game, but. I wouldn't fancy going to Stranraer, full stop. <laughs> it's one place I've actually never been to. I've never been to Stair Park before. Um, for those who don't know Scottish geography, it's in the very, very southwest corner of the country. Um, and it's miles away from anywhere else. So it's a long away day for many clubs going to Stranraer. Um, but Hibs' quality again here should shine through. And I think Jack Ross will play probably his full-strength team, probably. I don't see him making many changes to this Hibs team. Um, they performed again I think last weekend I did see Hibs would give Rangers a game last week and he did um, but again they should comfortably run out comfortable winners for this match Yeah I think an interesting angle for this one for me is that Stranraer I think have maybe got a goal in them um, and I was just looking at the, the both teams to score angle in this one um, and it's even money for both teams to score uh, Stranraer of Found the net more often than not. They scored in thirteen of sixteen in League Two this season. I know it's you know obviously Premiership opposition. Um, don't think they'll pull off the shock, but both teams to score might be a wee angle to get some value out of this game. If my memory serves me right, I'm fairly certain you were championing um, Stranraer earlier in the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they were rubbish, and then I've stopped yeah. championing them when they started actually turning in some decent performances. So, yeah, no, it's don't... not a bad shout, to be fair. I think Hibs corners will be fairly tasty as well. Hibs will probably rack up, you would expect, eight or nine corners probably. Not sure what the price is, but um, the evens on both teams to score isn't, a, isn't the worst of shouts. No, but just don't listen to me when it comes to Sonara, I think is a golden rule. <laughs> uh, OK, so that leaves us last but not least. The final game of the Scottish Cup weekend is Ibrox and it's Rangers v Celtic. Rangers chasing a double, obviously, already crowned champions this season. And looking through the stats, I'm quite surprised to see that Celtic haven't won this fixture in the last four meetings. And their last victory was actually in the League Cup final 2019 when, by all accounts, they kind of nicked that game 1-0 thanks to a masterclass from, from Fraser Foster so for me this is a chance for Celtic to redeem themselves a wee bit this season uh, in the eyes of their fans but tricky trip to Ibrox again Yeah, very difficult game to call um, obviously the league's won now and for Celtic as you say, it's a chance just to, I guess, have something to celebrate about, they've had to watch Rangers just dominate and destroy the league this season mm-hmm. um, which has probably been very tough for Celtic fans to take um, it's, at, it's at Ibrox obviously an absolute fortress this season for Rangers um, I, I wouldn't like to call this game to be fair I think with Rangers being at home you'd have to fancy um, them to come out on top in this game but that said Celtic come into it off the back of well a much needed win and a good win against Livingston last week but I probably wouldn't read too much into that um, Celtic have performed well against Rangers though, haven't they? Um, in their games this season. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the game at Ibrox probably a bit uh, consider themselves unlucky to to lose the game after um, near Beaton get sent off. Um, I think they probably had the better of the game at Celtic Park as well, but you know we've got to convert that into results, especially in a cup game. Yeah, I think it'll be a cracking game actually. The last Old Firm game was the biggest. Who cared? Old Firm game ever wasn't. <laughs> Nobody really cared last time. Firm game. Um, but I think this one could be good to watch. Um, Rangers will definitely not want Celtic knocking them out of the cup. Um, and likewise, there's no chance Celtic will want Rangers possibly going on to do the double. Yeah, um, and obviously there's the other dimension of it being played to a finish as well. Yeah, and I think we both looked at um, card markets for this game. I think you had some uh, interesting stats on two of our <laughs> the town clowns, really. <laughs> yeah, so I was kind of inspired by yourself. I was just digging out some Scott Brown and Alfredo Morelos stats, and Scott Brown's been booked in three of his last four games against Rangers, whereas Morelos has been booked in all four of his last four against Celtic. So the two of them wear their yellow cards like a badge of honour in these games. <laughs> um, but I think you've got even more stats on Bruni um, yeah, this time well, against Rangers. These two. They can't help themselves. They generally can't help themselves. There's something about them that just, in this match, they have to get booked. So Scott Brown, obviously, has been a part of this fixture now for, well, if we take out the time that Rangers were in the league, um, he has racked up 19 yellow cards and one red card in this fixture. That must be a record, surely. For this fixture, yeah, I would have thought so. There won't be many players who have played in as many fixtures. no. Um, so I didn't track how many games he's played against Celtic against Rangers, sorry, but um, it's probably at least sixty percent of his games he's been booked in. Um, and Morelos as well, he probably has a higher strike rate in this game actually. <laughs> um, he's had five yellows and two reds. So obviously both both players very very short. Scott Brown five to six, and Morelos is even money. So it's an 11 to 4 double, and you'll be sitting here at quarter to five on Sunday, and they've both been booked, and you've gone, oh my God, that's the most obvious double yeah. ever. And at 11 to 4, do you know what? It's not a terrible shout. It's a terrible price, really, for two players to be booked, but given the two players in question are two idiots, then there's very much a good chance they could get both be booked on Sunday. Well, I mean, it's 11 to 4, and it's landed in three of the last four fixtures, so it's not the worst shout ever. Yeah, I wouldn't put anyone off back in that double. Also had a wee look at the red card price. Uh, Bobby Madden's the referee this weekend. Um, there's been five red cards in the last nine fixtures and a red card this weekend is 74. Um, so that might be of interest as well. Do you ever feel though in this match, before the games, especially when crowds were involved, that the police commander comes out yeah. to the referee and goes, listen, don't book anyone early on. Try and keep a lid on it. And that's what happens in this match. So... My suggestion moving forward is we bring in referees from Serie B <laughs> and let them let them refer it. Twelve cards each. Dream scenes. Yeah, uh, yeah, I do think that happens, and I'm pretty sure I'm sh- pretty sure not that long ago that uh, it was confirmed that the, the police were getting involved sometimes before kick off and just asking referees to keep a lid on things. But um, yeah, not not so much an issue when the fans aren't there at the moment. But we'll see how it goes at the weekend. Um, okay. There's eight fixtures, as we've touched on. I'm just going to quickly ask you to 
tell me who's going to qualify. So just one word for each fixture, if you don't mind. Simon v Inverness. Simon. Motherwell v Morton. Motherwell. Porford v Dundee United. Dundee United. Kilmarnock v Montrose. Kilmarnock. Aberdeen v Levy. Aberdeen. St Johnson v Clyde. Clyde. No, St Johnson. <laughs> St Rar v Hibs. Hibs. And finally Rangers v Celtic. As is the Ibrox Rangers. Yeah. So, from a betting point of view, it's a pretty dull draw, really, isn't it? Yeah, there's you don't need to get a bit inventive. And I'm not a fan of handicap betting, really. Um, Kilmarnock and Dundee United probably should cover the handicap betting. But they're so short, like 1-4s and 1-8s. Um, there's plenty of other stuff to get involved in this weekend. Yeah. So I, would, I wouldn't waste too much time or effort worrying about the, the Scottish Cup. Other yep. than what we've already said. Yeah, we're just about to dip into the lower leagues. Um, obviously, with the Scottish Cup ties being played, there's uh, fewer games in the lower leagues, so there's only three in the Championship on Saturday. Um, Thistle are in action tomorrow night, Thursday night, so they're not in action again until Tuesday, so you're going to have to sit on your hands. Uh, <laughs> watch, wait until your favourite team plays again. Uh, but the one that did catch my eye in the Championship was Wraith Rovers at 5-6 to six at Alloa on Saturday. Yeah, I must admit, looking at the prices this week, um, that did stand out. Uh, Aloha pretty much, I would say, destined to go back to League One. Um, Wraith Rovers got a great result midweek, sitting back on second top, I believe, um, in the league at the moment. Yeah. And you have to fancy them uh, to win this one at what I think is not a bad price. Yeah, Aloha look pretty doomed as well, don't they? Um, and the thing that caught my eye was the fact that Aloha conceded 57 goals now, um, they lost 6-0 at Tynecastle uh, at the weekend there, and Wraith Rovers at 45 to score over one and a half goals, caught my eye as well. Uh, I think it's an opportunity for Wraith with Dundee and Hearts not in action um, to cement that place in second uh, position that they've got at the moment. Yeah, I think any side that loses six goals to Hearts should really <laughs> have a long hard look at themselves. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you, you could argue that it was long overdue for that. It absolutely was long overdue. Um, just, just a shame that Arlo were games. on the receiving end. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. The two goals for Wraith Rovers does appeal as well. Was that 4-5? 2-5, yeah. yeah. Uh, OK, into League One. And match today is undoubtedly third v first. It's Cove Rangers v Falkirk. Just three points separate the two sides. And actually a 3-0 win to Cove would take them top, potentially. Um Cove have been pretty pretty impressive since the return, unbeaten. Uh, one, two, drawn four. Falkirk similarly, one, three, drawn one, lost one. Uh, so this is going to go a long way to deciding who tops League One. Yeah, I guess all three clubs at the moment involved at the top, Falkirk, Cove and Thistle, will be ruining the missed chances they've had in terms of draws. Yeah. Between the three of them, they've drawn so many games. Um, what I would say as well is, Partick Thistle play Montrose on Thursday night. And if Thistle win that match, they overtake Cove and go just one point behind Falkirk. So it's not just Cove and Falkirk worrying about each other. They've then got Thistle in the mix as well. Yeah, and Airdrie are still in the mix as well. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very tight. I think Airdrie probably will just miss out on pro- a proper challenge to go up automatically. But very much still in the mix in the, in the playoff spots. Um, both sides are 75. Mm-hmm. Um that tells its own story, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Cove at home, don't lose many games, don't concede many goals. Um, I wouldn't like to pick a winner here. I slightly want to edge towards Falkirk, 
maybe. Um, <laughs> but uh, it'd be a no bet for me, I must admit. Yeah, I think you're right. I think whenever you see a game priced up at 75 each, then yeah, it's a no bet, certainly in the, in the one market. Uh, so we'll leave that one alone and just uh, keep a keen eye on how that one pans out on Saturday. And uh, League Two, there's certainly a couple of games that catch the eye, and uh, it's second three first. Queen's Park have been absolutely flying. Seven wins in a row since the return, 16 goals scored, only one conceded, and probably face their, their biggest test between now and the end of the season and a trip to Borough Briggs. Yeah, I think I put this up in the channel on Monday, so again, pretty sharp and getting it up early in terms of best price. And I think I did say this is probably their toughest away game of the season. Away to what you'd probably expect anyway at the start of the season would be their toughest away game. Mm-hmm. would be Edinburgh City um, there's 12 points separating these two so there's quite a gap already uh, Queen's Park are going to probably win the league by 15 points anyway come the end of the season um, Queen's Park at the start of the week were I think 75 to win this game been backed in a little bit but looking at Queen's Park's goal scoring record uh, it's pretty impressive um, they've scored two or more now in 10 of their last 12 and they've scored three or more in eight of their last 12. Uh, 12 clean sheets in 16 games. So very much Rangers-esque in the old defensive duties. Mm-hmm. Um, they played last night and only beat Arnhem 1-0. Um, it was a game actually probably where I'm glad I avoided. It's one of those games where at home, or well, I say at home, at Falkirk Stadium, you maybe expect them to give Arnhem a doing, but they didn't. Uh, but we're at the stage of the season now where doesn't really matter how they get the points um, as long as they get the three points and get the win. So they play Edinburgh City, who have actually been fantastic since the restart. Um, Gary Naismith doing a grand job there. Six wins, I think, in seven. And he has been awarded Manager of the Month. The dreaded Manager of the Month. (laughs) Hopefully we'll hit here. (laughs) Um, Reading today, actually, that Gary Naismith's come out to say that the changing room is like the walking wounded. A lot of little niggly injuries, playing a lot of minutes at the moment, like everyone else is. They are making three or four changes per game just to freshen things up uh, within the squad. But as I often say, Queen's Park, not a problem for them. The only full-time side in the league. Um, And the two key words that we'll always use at this stage of the season for Queen's Park is strength and depth. Uh, I think Lee McKinnon could make seven changes to this team on Saturday and still have a very, very, very good start in the living. I don't think he will make that many changes. I think he'll probably go with his best side. But saying that, he maybe doesn't know what his best side is, given the luxuries he's got there in terms of the squad that he's assembled, which is a very, very good squad. So in terms of the betting angle here, two or three ways to look at this. Um, Queen's Park to win, but Edinburgh City are playing well, and I think they can score, so... As I think I said a couple of weeks ago, when Ayr drew two all at Alwa, probably more keen to back two or more goals rather than the team to win. Mm-hmm. And Queen's Park here, given their goal-scoring record and the fact they don't concede many goals either, I think the two-plus goals here looks the best shout, and that pays 5-4. to four. I just think they'll have too much quality and they'll probably just be a bit fresher than Edinburgh City are. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the Queen's Park price having been 75, it's now run about even money. Um, 75 certainly would have been backable, I'm not so sure even money is. 
No, that, again, that's the absolute delight of early prices um, on a Monday. To be fair, the bookies have been pretty sharp in pricing up games. Like even next weekend, on sorry, next week, a week away from now, they had the Scottish Premiership games priced up on Monday. So a full, what, nine, ten days before the games. Mm. So it definitely does pay to, to get on the early prices. Okay, so it's Queen's Park over one and a half goals in this one. Uh, was five to four. What price is it now? Do we know? Um, it's probably going to be evens now, I'd imagine. Uh, that's six to five, so still still some decent value there. So yeah, that looks the shout. And we've got another one uh, in League Two, and it's probably the biggest price bet that you've put up this season on a single. Um, I think so. Yeah, um, I had a look through the games, and this one kind of stood out. So Elgin at home to Albion Rovers. And I think we mentioned Albion Rovers at the start of the restart podcast back in yes. March that they have made four or five signings. It'd be interesting to see how they got on. And well, they've gotten great. Um, they've picked up eight points in their last four games. They have now moved clear of the bottom three sides. So they're well clear now of Breakin, Annan and Cowden Beef. They can look upwards. Um probably now in no danger of going down or being relegated. And when you look at their first 12 matches, Albion Rovers only collected seven points. They've only collected eight in their last four. Yeah. Two draws and two wins, which is pretty impressive. Um, they've come back from the restart, playing well, even competitive against some of the better teams. Queen's Park did beat them 3-0, but they only got beat 2-1 from Edinburgh City. Mm-hmm. And they made a long trip to Elgin, who started off well, but they have lost their last two games, Elgin. So they lost 1-0 to Cowden Beath, and they lost 2-0 to Stenhouse Muir during the week. Um, albeit both of those games were away, but I don't think that really matters too much. Now, Elgin are 1-3. There's just no chance I can back Elgin at 1-3. No. Um, for two reasons. One, this league's very competitive. And I think outside of Queen's Park, anybody could be anybody. Um, and secondly, Albion Rovers are playing well. They're the, the, the fourth best team in the league in terms of the form at the moment. So fourth in the form table. And they're playing a side who have lost their last two games. So 13-2 to two for Albion Rovers is, in my opinion, very, very big. And probably worthwhile uh, backing, I think. Yeah, it looks far too big. I mean, I'm seeing the my shorts 5-1. to one. Uh, with 888, but yeah, they're 32 William Hill. So I think as long as you can get that that kind of value, I think Bet365 are going 11 to 2 when I'll be Rovers. But yeah, they are it's... best price at William Hill. You can get double chance at 21 to 20. Yeah, I was going to ask about get, that. Uh, I'll be Rovers with a two goal head start at 7 to 10. Now, Bet365 used to have time of first team goal. Um, Albion Rovers would have probably been about 80 minutes to score before 80 minutes on Saturday, which I'd have been keen to see if that comes out. But the 13-2 at William Hill, though, happy to put a small stake on that, given the way oh. Albion Rovers are playing. Absolutely. OK, good stuff. Can you just give us a wee recap, then, of your bets for this weekend? So, Scottish Cup double, um, Motherwell to beat Morton, and Aberdeen double chance against Livingston. And that pays 21 to 20. And that's um, available at various uh, firms. And the next one will be Edinburgh City versus Queen's Park. And taking Queen's Park to score two or more at 5 to 4 with bet 365. 
Okay, and man. finally, um, Albion Rovers' long trip to Elgin. I'm taking Albion Rovers to win this at 13 to 2. Good stuff. Okay, don't forget we will have the Belarusian podcast, the first of the new Belarusian season, uh, up live on SoundCloud and various other podcast platforms, whichever you use before the weekend, so keep an eye out for that. And of course, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84Greg, and he'll keep you abreast of when that podcast is available. Of course, if you want more tips like these, then make sure you join Greg's Telegram channel where he posts his best tips every day. Just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up. And that's us for this week on the Scottish Football Podcast. Thank you for listening and best of luck with your bets this weekend. Yeah, thank you. Good luck.